Welcome back to another episode of Tip Tops and Flip Flops. I am one of your hosts, Jessica Duran. Today is a huge episode for me, and you will see why very soon. Thank you for tuning in with us today as we watch Edward Murphy's top movie and his floppiest movie. You might know him as Eddie Murphy. We've decided to call him by his Christian name, Edward, throughout. Welcome back. Welcome. To welcome, welcome, welcome. Tip tops and flip flaps. Today we are doing. <laughs> I was about to say Edward. Edward. <laughs> Edward Murphy. Edward Murphy. <laughs> that would be his British name. <laughs> Edward. Yes. Edward. Yes, we're doing Edward Murphy. Um, you might know him as Eddie, but we know him as Edward. <laughs> But I think both are correct. I think it just depends on, you know, where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, let's start with maybe my favorite question every week, <laughs> which is, what is your relationship with Eddie Murphy, Jessica? <laughs> now... Walk me through it. Um, so far, I've had no relationship, really, with any of the mm. actors, because I'm not very good at knowing uh, who people are, and the same is true for Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. Wow. You <laughs> led me down a path that yeah. I thought was a different path. Okay. Here's the thing. I, maybe it's just me, but I don't think he's very big in the UK. I don't think... Oh, okay. I, I've never seen him around doing stuff. Well, he's... I mean, he's been very famous for over 30 years. Oh. So his... The sort of up-and-coming Eddie Murphy work was the 1980s. Okay. I knew... I'd heard of the name. I kind of don't think that could be true. He has to be something in the UK. Yeah, maybe it is just me. (laughs) I have my apologies for not believing your story, but I kind of don't buy it. That feels wild to me that he's not at all famous in the UK. I'm sure he is a little bit. You've heard the name. Yeah, Yeah, I just... I don't think he's quite... I don't think... In my, I don't think many people know him, but maybe that's just me and that my circle can't of friends. Be true. <laughs> I think I think it might be true that a lot of people our age might not. Mm. Okay, yeah, but like he was such a thing that it feels strange to me that he wouldn't have crossed the pond. Okay, as they say. Then okay, but also I know nothing. What am I talking? Well, equally, I also know nothing. Mm, that is true. <laughs> what is your relationship with Edward Murphy? I was about to say, oh, damn, I wish you had said Eddie, because I was prepared to go, oh, do you mean Edward? But then you gave me too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> my relationship with Edward, definitely positive. Yeah. I mean, he's a bit of a complicated figure, but like he is also a very legendary comedic actor and stand-up. So I have a lot of um, admiration and and respect for him. Mm. I have seen... I mean, he's been in so many movies. And, like, it's just... He's a classic. Like, a classic in my life. Uh, He had a... A brief... A longer than brief period of making movies that were... On the rougher side of the spect, you know, like he he was making great movies in the eighties and nineties, and then and then we transitioned. Okay. So like that time, 
not great. Not great. And I'll be the first to say it. Not great. And also some of his stand-up, there's a, I don't, I hate the word controversial, but there's some, there's a bit of a controversial element to it. Interesting. Okay. But also, unden- he's also undeniable. So I'm, I, I have, I have mixed, but ultimately very positive feelings about Eddie Murphy. Hmm. Uh, and I would say my favorite Eddie Murphy movie I mean, SNL, it's Saturday Night Live, but other than that, I would say um, Coming to America is my favorite, which is like a classic Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, And then my least favorite, so I've never seen the movie Norbit, but I know that that's my least favorite. So, Norbit. Would, do you want to elaborate? (laughs) Um, I'm going to describe the poster, and that'll be how I elaborate. Okay, great. Great. So the poster is Eddie Murphy lying on the floor. And he's looking at the camera and he's like, oh no, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a stressful situation. And on top of Eddie Murphy is a very large, very, very large woman. Uh-oh. Like lying on him in a sexual manner in some sort of negligee. And the woman is also played by Eddie Murphy. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, do you know like roughly what year, what, what time period this was? I think 2007. <gasps> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It places us in a place at a time. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 Mm. Um, what fun fact did you learn from his Wikipedia yes. page? Yes. Uh, we do this every week. Unless I feel like sometimes we forget, but in general we do this yeah. every week. Uh, yeah, the fun fact from Eddie Murphy's, Edward Murphy's Wikipedia, is that he wasn't invited to join the Academy until 2007. Oh. Which is like the Academy that votes on the Oscars, basically. Yeah, he wasn't, and they invite actors and people, people in Hollywood as, as Jess would say. Holy word! Uh, and I was really surprised that it wasn't until 2007, the year of Norbit, that he was invited. You would think it would have been Wait. 15 years earlier. <laughs> so that was the movie that they were like, that was it. <laughs> he needs to, this guy. <laughs> I mean, he used to be in the Academy. They were like, can we have both the guy and the gal? Wait, the it's kid. the same actor? Whoa. Great. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. That was such a trend. <laughs> it was. I remember Adam Sandler doing it. Yes, Jack and Jill. Yes, I remember watching that movie and being confused. You've seen Jack and Jill? <laughs> yeah, like when it came out. Um, you went to the movie theater and you were like, what ticket to Jack and Jill, please? I'm 12. Yeah. Age. Yeah. I think younger than that. I was probably like 10. And it was. What? And we, it was just something to see. Those are the kind of movies where I would never take my daughter. <laughs> it wasn't with parents. We had a lot of like. No, no. I'm not blaming you. I just mean in general. I, I'm okay, sure you right. went without your parents. Right. I wasn't. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not calling out your parents. I just mean in general. Yeah. Like, I would, that's the kind of movie where, like, I would rather my daughter watch, like, Black Swan mm. as a child than watch Norbit or Jack and Jill. <laughs> I don't, <you> know? <laughs> I don't have a fond memory of it. I also, I distinctly remember being disappointed that it wasn't to do with, like, the, it wasn't an adaptation. The nursery rhyme? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Eddie Edward Murphy would have started that movie. I was expecting like a dark fairy tale based on the nursery rhyme <laughs> about no, no, no. children like rolling down the hill. Okay, 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 okay. Wow, I'm so sorry for 11 year old Jess. I was disappointed. 
What you Wow, so you were like, parents, I gotta go see Jack and Jill. This is a children's <laughs> movie. It's gonna be a fun, dark tale. Yeah. And your parents were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I am... Was that a formative experience? Because that's like the most Jess story in the <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like it was a little bit. Wow. Okay. What is your fun fact about Eddie Murphy from his Wikipedia? I had a real journey on his Wikipedia page. I could Ooh. I could not get enough of this backstory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great, great, great. I'm so excited to hear about it. I'm just he the the thing that really shook me was that he had a relationship with Mel B from the Spice Girls. So he I forgot about that. So maybe yes, he maybe he must have made it to the UK. People must know who he is because he had a relationship <laughs> with Mel B from the Spice Girls. That's how people yeah. in the United Kingdom know Eddie Murphy. And <laughs> they have like an estranged child, but like he denied being the father and then they had a DNA test and it is his kid. Really? But does the kid... I... I... That was my journey. I knew he... I knew they had a child together and I knew they were together for multiple years. Mm. Were they ever married? I don't... No. Um, You're like, I know everything about Eddie Murphy. Ask me any question. Question one, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, they weren't married. It doesn't look like. Okay. But they were together for multiple years, I think. Yeah, they had a child. Yeah. I did know. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. And that feels... I'm I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah. I've forgotten such an important fact about Edward. Okay. Shall we dive in here? What, uh, what was your movie? You got to watch Edward Murphy's highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes this week. Yes. So why don't you give me the basics about this film? I'll give you the basics. Um, oh, actually, <laughs> I don't know where these are coming from today. Um, <laughs> left, right, center. Let me give you the basics. I watched Eddie movies, Eddie movies, best Murphy. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Eddie movies, best Murphy. Murphy yes, yeah. which was <laughs> Dolomite is my name. It came out in 2019. It's a biopic about a comedian guy called Rudy Ray Moore. It was directed by Craig Brewer and written by two guys called Scott Alexander and Larry Karazelski, I want to say. So Eddie Murphy plays the main the main guy, Rudy Ray Moore. And then alongside him, we have a great cast. We have Snoop Dogg. Ooh. We have, yeah, we have Craig Robinson, who I adore. Great. Uh, Titus Burgess. I think that's how you say it. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Okay. And Davine Joy Randolph, who I've recently discovered and I think is very cool. Yes. And Keegan-Michael Key is also in it. Um, wow. It's a really great cast. The critic score is 97% and the audience is 91. Cool. Okay. Is there a fun fact about this movie? Yes. So this movie, apparently, according to Wikipedia, this movie was a Hmm. dream project for Eddie Murphy and he started developing it in 2003. So it was 16 years in the making. That's my interesting fact. Sweet 16. And it was, I think it was like, it's a Netflix movie. So 16 years in the making for a... Oh, 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 we're we're taking shots at Edward, are we? Not at him. I'm just, I feel like it should have got a bigger release. I remember, I've never seen this movie, but I remember when it came out. So, do I remember? I vaguely remember. Mm. Something like what I'm about to say is what happened. Mm -hmm. That he was nominated for a Golden Globe for it. Yes. And then there was drama that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Yes. 
Okay. So I watched Eddie Murphy's lovely straighted film on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's a movie called A Thousand Words. It is a comedy, uh, but also a really introspective drama at points. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it came out in 2012, the year of our Lord. The director is Brian Robbins. So the other cast includes Carrie Washington, Clark Duke, Allison Janney, Cliff Curtis, and Jack McBrayer. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score is a good 0%. Ooh. Mm. And something weird about this movie is that it was co-produced by Nicolas Cage. <gasps> I was half expecting you to say Danny DeVito there. But oh, he's everywhere. <laughs> he's he everywhere. does produce yeah. all of the movies we watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nicolas Cage. Interesting. Co-produced. Nicolas, Nicolas, yeah. Co-produced, which is an interesting it is. distinction, but it still, is. he was somewhat involved, mm. uh, which I I wish I had felt his presence more. Okay, because <laughs> um, it wasn't it wasn't there. I didn't know that. I watched the movie. I was like, okay, this is a film that I have seen. Went to the Wikipedia and saw Nicolas Cage, and I I saw but didn't feel. Mm. Um, what I wouldn't have given. Shall we? All right. Shall we get into yeah the section of the movie where we uh, each have three minutes to explain the plots of our films? Yes. Okay, you will go first because you watched the good movie. Yeah. Are you ready to learn about Dolomite is my name? I am ready. Okay. So, Eddie Murphy plays Rudy Ray Moore, who is a struggling comedian, and he works in a record store. And the movie opens with him trying to convince Snoop Dogg, who is the producer of the record store radio to play his comedy on the radio and Snoop Dogg is like, no, com- we don't like comedy, we just like Marvin Gaye. Uh, it's Marvin? Mar- yeah, Marvin. And it doesn't matter. Marvin Gaye. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so he works a day in the record store. This is all based on a true story of this guy. He works a day in the record store. He works the nights doing um, like bits he like introduces bands at a nightclub and in between he tries to do comedy bits but they go really badly and uh no one thinks he's funny so then they have this homeless guy that walks into the record store a lot and he's like spews random stories and he says and he says the word dolomite and he's telling these stories and rudy decides to go and hang out with the homeless guy and his friends and he basically records them and then he takes all of their stories and he says them on stage to a beat like a it's almost like rapping but it's comedy oh. and he he sort of turns them into punchlines like the think the stories that these homeless people have been saying and then uh and is really really popular and so he starts going by the name Dolomite and he starts telling these stories and he takes off he starts making money um Oh, no, wait, wait. Okay. Before he starts making money, um, he he records an album in his living room and then he distributes it. And it takes, it, no one will sell it. So he just like, they just sell it to like friends and family. And then slowly, slowly it takes off. It becomes a thing like amongst the black community. Because basically he's trying to make comedy for the black community because there is none. Okay. So then, <laughs> so then slowly he takes off and he goes on tour and um, he meets Dave Joy Randolph, who plays Lady Reed. And basically, uh, she's in a fight in a nightclub. He meets her. He's like, you have strength and power. I'm going to create uh, a character for you that you can be on stage. And she's Lady Reed. And then they help each other in their careers. And so then the second half of the movie is they are trying to make 
uh, a movie. They're trying to make his big movie. He's He's got a bit rich now. He's financing a movie because... Um, He's like, there are no movies with black people in it and like the white comedies that Hollywood are putting out are not funny. So he makes a comedy like by black people for black people. And it's really tough at the start. Um, it's really tough to make. There are lots of, it's very hard to on the low budget. Uh, no one believes in it. They get really bad reviews. But then right at the end, there's a big movie premiere and they're not expecting anyone to come up, but then show up. But then loads and loads of people show up and it's really happy and um Instead of actually watching the movie at his premiere, Rudy stays with the crowd outside and like entertains them. And okay, oh, uh, well. uh, and I've run out of time. Wow! <laughs> wow! 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 To summarize, it's like a, a struggling comedian's sort of rise to a cult, a cult level of fame. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Did you like it? I actually really did. <gasps> For the oh first god. time. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. Oh my wow. okay. For the first time I on this podcast, I actually genuinely enjoyed this movie. I love yes. a biopic. Wow. I love it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I love the wow. struggling artist trope. Mm. I love that mm. shit. Um so Wow. I'll give you my Scores. Episode eight, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, give me your score. So my entertainment value, I gave it at 18 out of 20. Oh my God. I, I was entertained. Call the New York Times. We've got big news. <laughs> I was entertained. Call the press. There were a few wow. like structural things that uh, I would have changed a little bit, but overall I okay. was entertained. The cinema wow. cinematography, I gave it the full I gave it the full 2020. I thought it Call the Washington <laughs> Post, we've got news. As um as a cinematography expert, um mm-hmm. it looked fantastic, Imo. I really felt like I was in <laughs> I really felt like I was in the 70s in in LA. 70s, okay. Um Rider High Fives, I gave 17 out of 20 because I think it could have been a little bit more succinct but it was fun uh, the looks the looks the fashion in this movie <laughs> the fashion <laughs> in this movie is absolutely perfect it is 20 out of 20 <gasps> I have never oh seen God. better outfits it's beautiful really yeah. oh I'm I'm overjoyed the wow every single outfit is it God is I could see it in an exhibit it's perfect um wow. see it again. I gave it a 15 out of 20 just because I okay. I would if given the opportunity, but like I'm not I I don't see movies again very often. Yeah. I like the idea of if given the opportunity. Yeah. It's like what you always you have the opportunity. Oh, that, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um I watched it in two parts. How I looked at my phone. Oh wait. I looked at my phone four times. So my overall score was 90, but then knock off the four times I looked at my phone. It's eight. We're giving it an 86. Does that feel right? Um, I think I could probably, I think 90 is probably more right. And it was 97 in the Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. I am. (sighs) It's huge. I'm so happy. Huge news. I might be wrong. Mm. We should actually keep track of this, and we haven't. We should. Yeah. That might be the highest rating we've given a movie. It might be. Oh, no, I think Paddington was higher. 
Yeah, because you gave Paddington a high score and you also gave... I did. I loved it. You gave the um, the J-Lo movie a quite high score. I, I did, but it wasn't that high. It was okay. 80s. So, yeah. There we go. Wow. Oh, my God. I mean, joy is all around us and beauty is everywhere we look. Because wow. Jess liked a movie. <laughs> I liked... I found a movie that I enjoyed. Would this rank in your, like, top 100 movies? Maybe. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I'm in it for the fashion and for the mm-hmm. for the vibes. For the vibes. For the yeah. Vibes, for the vibes. How is Eddie Murphy? He's great. He is very, great. very good. Um, great. Yeah. I, I was impressed. Well, um... I wish I could say the same. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I can't, but I do have three minutes to explain the plot of A Thousand Words. I won't need it. Okay, great. <laughs> I won't need okay, minutes. great. I can't wait. Okay. All right. I'm going to set my timer and I'm going to get going here. I, I, I also want to apologize if my mood is a bit on the downer side. I just finished this movie and I'm... <laughs> oh, no. I'm still sort of in the, like, oof zone. Okay. But I'm here and I'm with you and we're together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three minutes. To explain a thousand words. Okay. Okay, here we go. Eddie Murphy plays a book agent. Hmm. And he is really, really rich, lives in Los Angeles. Carrie Washington is his wife. Do they have a 14-year age difference? Yes. Is it addressed? Who are we kidding? Of course it isn't. (laughs) So he plays a book agent. He's also a POS, as the kids say. A piece of shit. (laughs) Great. He is a terrible man. He talks so much and not in a way that's like, oh, he's nervous. He's it's not like me, where it's like, that person talks a lot, but what, he's like the worst person I've ever seen on film. Uh, and he, but also as a book agent, so it's like all about words. He then goes to this non-denominational spiritual man, uh, which is a Kiwi, I looked it up, it's a, it, it doesn't matter. He Basically someone who's clearly not playing their race. Oh. And he's supposed to be vaguely like Hindu or Buddhist, something like oh, that. Oh, no. And is... Uh, Basically, there's a tree, and the tree shows up at Eddie Murphy's house, and the tree decides, <laughs> basically, that if you, if he, the leaves fall off with every word he speaks, oh. and they realize, he and the spiritual gentleman realize that if, the, once all the leaves fall off, Eddie Murphy's gonna die. Great. Great. And then the spiritual man's like, I gotta go, I'm going to Bolivia. And Eddie Murphy's like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, I'll be back in two days. And Eddie Murphy's like, okay. So then he has two days to not speak. And this tree is, like, full of leaves, right? So you'd think, like, okay, it's going to be tough, but it'll be okay. Yeah. It's the hardest thing anyone's (laughs) ever done, apparently. (laughs) Within 36 hours, his wife has fully left him, which she's right to do. Uh His wife has fully left him. He's lost his job, and he's going to die soon because the leaves are all gone. Now, this is, this leaves are almost all gone. This is now... The time, I think, where I should address that some of the movie is, like, a deep, introspective look at the fact that he's acting like his father who left when he was a child. <gasps> oh, So some my of the God. movie is about that. But the majority of the movie is the same scene over and over where whatever happens to the tree happens to Eddie Murphy. So people are watering the tree while Eddie Murphy's at a business meeting and he's covered in sweat and it's a joke. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And that's most of the movie. Okay. Then... At the end, he basically has a realization, thanks to his assistant who is doing God's work, that basically like, oh, I need to be a nice person. So on that journey, he starts throwing out loaves of bread, baguettes to homeless people on the street. And he's like, why doesn't that make me a better person? Throwing him out of his car. So (laughs) basically the end is he, he goes to his mother at a nursing home. His mother has dementia. It's very genuinely affecting, even though I don't think 
I don't think that they did any research into dementia. Right. I didn't either, but it doesn't seem like that's what dementia is like. But so <laughs> they he he basically talks to his mother. His very last words are he goes to his father's grave and says, I forgive you. And he thinks that that's what kills him. And then the, he wakes up because the tree is alive with flowers. And then he's a changed man. And he writes a book himself. And that's the end of the movie. Three minutes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are your ratings for this motion yes. picture? I want to start out before my ratings and just say this movie is an hour and 31 minutes. And oh boy, does it feel that that's not how long it is. Interesting. So the entertainment value score out of 20, I gave it three out of 20. Good. <laughs> because the parts of it that were not trying to be funny were actually something. Oh, okay. I mean, not... <sighs> Not really, but three, it's a little bit. <laughs> the cinematography score, I was kind, and I gave it 8 out of 20. Because that was not bad. It wasn't very good, but, like, that was that was not yeah. my issue. Not the worst part, yeah. Uh, how many high fives the writers should get? I said 2 out of 20. I was also okay. kind because, again, those parts of the movie that were not trying to be funny, I'll take them. Mm -hmm. I'll take mm -hmm. them. Uh, the outfits, the Lukes, I said 5 out of 20 because it was fine. Right. Um, how much I want to see it again? One out of 20. Great. And that one is that I would watch it with one Jessica Durant. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, how many times... All of that is then deducted by how many times I looked at my phone. I would say I was just sort of on my computer consistently. Mm. So mm. I just sort of vibed 16 times. <laughs> okay. Because that feels like probably what it was. So my total score is 3%. So that's minus 16? Yeah, from my total. Oh, wow. So before the minus, it was it was kind of high. I guess you're right. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's just because like the outfits were fine in the cinema. Yeah, you're right. Fine. You're right. Okay. Three percent. Does that feel right? Two feels right. Two. Okay. <laughs> and the Rotten Tomatoes was zero. Zero. <laughs> Which also feels probably ultimately right. Okay. We have had different weeks. <laughs> we, we have. And, and what was what, what's very interesting is that if you had had me guess which one of these films was co-produced by Nicolas Cage, mm. I would never have said A Thousand Words. Mm. A Thousand Words, here's an important question. Is the title yes. uh, the word 1,000 or is it the number? <laughs> oh, that's not what I thought you were going to ask. <laughs> it's, written it's written thousand with letters. Okay, good to know. That's good to know. A Thousand Words. And in Dolomite is my name, are the O's zeros? <laughs> <laughs> it's an important question. It's important. It's important. We gotta get to no, the it's all. It's all alpha. It's all words in Dolph. Alpha? Dolomite is my name. Yeah. I love when <laughs> titles have like exclamation points and question marks. And oh, I love it. Do things like that. I, I love, love it. it. It's so funny. I love it. <laughs> it's so silly and <laughs> i love it i love silly choices like that love it um okay we've rated it let's let's dive in i have a yeah, question let's dive for in. you it's time i have a question for you mm. you said that this and I've, i hopefully have an answer <laughs> this guy what's the main character's name that eddie murphy's playing jack mccall and i know his full name because they say it a hundred <laughs> jack mccall so <laughs> jack mccall so who is the worst person depicted on film would you say it is jack mccall jack mccall or but interestingly 
So you also said that Polly Shaw's character in Jury Duty was the worst. So my question is, my question is, which one is worse? Oh my god! What I wouldn't give to see those two, those two folks in a cage fight. <laughs> I would say that Polly, Polly Shore is worse. Okay, but Polly Shore was also stupid. Right. Okay. Eddie Murphy's character is not stupid. So he's like a... Cl- Eddie Murphy's character is supposed to be quite smart. So he, he knows that he's he's the worst. And he's fine with it. Is that the vibe? Yeah. It's kind of like... It's like not relevant to him. Okay. I think Polly Shore... I think we're supposed to... But that also may be then the other way because Polly Shore we're supposed to think is like a lovable idiot. Mm. But also with Polly Shore, it was unclear to me whether he was supposed to be stupid or like some... Like stupid, but... Like, just like a like a dude. Mm. Or whether he was supposed to be, like, different, if you know what I mean. I see. I see. Okay. It was not clear to me. Eddie Murphy's just supposed to be a piece of shit. Right. Okay. Do you have any... Was there any standout moments? I... Every time they cut to the tree, mm. which is um, once every two minutes, they <laughs> cut to the tree. And I was shocked by how fake the leaves are mm. every time. And I understand why, because they have to get the leaf. Like, he says a word, leaf falls off. Yeah. So it's not real leaves. But I was like, this is a fake leaf. It's going to be tough. This is a fake every time. Every time. So where is the tree? Whenever we're cutting to it, it's like at his front door. So the tree at the beginning of the movie is with the spiritual gentleman. In the spiritual gentleman's garden, right? And then that night... Oh, and Eddie Murphy, like, cuts his hand on the tree. Right. And then that night, Eddie Murphy is at his house in the Los Angeles, in the Hollywood Hills. Hollywood... In the Hollywood Hills. And then it, that night, Eddie Murphy and Kara Washington are, like, fighting in their house. He could not be more in the wrong. Mm-hmm. They're fighting in their house. And then they feel what feels like an earthquake. And what it is is the tree sprouting up fully formed <laughs> in the middle of the backyard. <laughs> so then Eddie Murphy goes okay. outside and he's, like, the gardener is also there. Gardener who is probably is Hispanic in some way. Eddie Murphy does do an accent. Good. That does happen. Okay. And uh, the tree shows up. And Eddie Murphy's like, why would you put the tree here? Like, And then the gardener's like, I didn't. And then everybody's like, why would why would the spiritual gentleman, why would he send me a tree? Mm. So they don't freak out about... They, he seems to not notice that the tree wasn't there two minutes ago. The gardener himself did not notice. Or any, no one. Oh, no, no one, one noticed. <laughs> so <laughs> I love the phrase spiritual gentleman, by the way. have you? Is that is that <laughs> something that you've coined? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not the movie. The name of the movie, I wrote it down. Sinja. Okay. Sinja, I think. And the actor is Cliff Curtis, who is a Kiwi actor of, like, Maori descent. Yeah. Um, they they never say the spiritual gentleman's race, Sinja's race, but, but we can guess what they're going for, and yeah. it's not Maori. That's tough. That is tough. Yeah. But also the least of our worries, if yeah. we're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to go through your notes? Sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, this movie was a slog. Kerry Washington is so much younger than Eddie Murphy. Um, oh, a line that Eddie Murphy says in a meeting at the beginning of the movie that crushes, that crushes a la Dolomite. Is he says, yeah, I have a spiritual movement every time I eat a bran muffin. Does that is that a reference to poop? <laughs> Okay. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. And then everyone in the meeting is like, oh, this guy. This guy. Oh, ask him what a renegade. We can't keep him down. He's a, he's a comedy genius. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. I was so thrilled to have Eddie Murphy with us because he's very charismatic mm. and very good and very funny and so good at, like, talking. And then I'm like, oh, no, he's going to not be able to talk. Yeah. He's not going to be able to talk. That's going to be wor- mm. the worst. And it really was. I am... Um, 
I don't, I've never seen this movie before this, but I vividly remember it coming out. This is one of those movies where I remembered like the poster, the trailer when it came out. Wow. One, what year was it again? I know you've already said 2012. it. 2012. 2012. Okay. And Eddie Murphy didn't do another movie for like four years. Ooh. He was like, I got it. Ooh. <laughs> this is a wake-up call. <laughs> That's tough. Call me Jack McCall. This is a wake-up call. That's tough. Um, uh, at one point, he says, I can talk anybody into doing anything. Don't love that line. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I only genuinely laughed. I only, like, not even, I didn't fake laugh ever, but I only actually laughed at something once. What was that thing? I don't remember. It was some oh. sort of, it was some, I was like, did I write it down? I was like, no. no. That's fine. Fair enough. <laughs> so Fair okay. enough. No. Yeah, okay, let's see what else I have in my notes here. Oh, yeah, how is Eddie Murphy not freaking out about his tree being here? Oh, why would Sinja come to Eddie Murphy's house to see the tree? Oh, yeah, uh, this movie is hinges on the idea that a tree dies when all of its leaves fall off. That's a great point. That's, That's a great point, because that is not right at all. <laughs> not at all, and no one questions it. They're like, fuck, yeah, fuck. when the leaves fall off, they- I'm going to die because the tree's going to die. It's cyclical. The trees fall off every yeah, winter. It's, what are you talking about? That's, yeah, that's such a great point. Also, it's not until the end of the movie that he's like, what, what do I do? <laughs> like, his response is just, well, I guess I can't talk. Yeah. Like, Sinja will come up with come up with a solution. I'll just have to wait for him to get back to Bolivia. Like, he doesn't think, like, <laughs> how, what do I do? It's just, like, waiting it out. How does, so how does he come to the conclusion that he can't talk or else he'll die? Does someone tell him that? Kind of. So the point of the movie is not that spiritual gentlemen set this up. Right. It's that the tree set this up. The tree. Okay. Mm, the tree, the tree's in charge of the situation. And so they realize that, like, le- the, it was one-to-one. That he speaks a word, the leaf falls off. Okay. They realize that. Right. And then, and then Sinja, spiritual gentleman, is like, well, what happens when all the leaves fall off a tree? I mean, it does. <laughs> Incorrect. Well, that's science. You're right. (laughs) That is a false statement right from the start. It's that we're basing the movie. Like it's we're basing the movie on, and we're basing Jack. Jack McCall is basing all of his actions on, like, well, this is the truth. Yeah. I just also the movie to back it up. Kind of Hmm. part of it is that Eddie Murphy gets sicker. Great. As more leaves fall off. Great. But the movie also forgets that. Okay, great. So that's only true for the first, like, for the first, like, ten leaves, and then it doesn't happen <laughs> And then he starts getting better again. It was just a flu. And then he just dies at the father's grave and then wakes up to a phone call in the rain, even though his, how is his phone alive in the rain, 2012? Unclear. Uh, let's look at the rest of my notes here. Uh, at one point I've written, oh my god, this poor blind man. I forgot about the oh, scene just no. At one point, when Eddie Murphy realizes he can't, he's like, I can't talk, I'll die. A blind man is like, can you tell me when I can cross the road? <gasps> and then there's a scene where Eddie Murphy is like dodging cars, trying to help the blind man who walks because he thinks he can walk. It's oh god. But also then, but then later in like a business meeting, he does decide to say a couple words. <laughs> like that? You're choosing that moment? Are you kidding? He me? chooses the worst moments. He also like will say like and and will say no and will, it's like just don't. Why are you using the small words? Just say, like, help, yeah. need. Don't say, I need help now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. That's okay, tough. let's see what else. Uh, saying the title. They say the title of the movie. Oh. There's a there's a bit of a furry reference, a reference to furries. Oh. And I was like, this is ahead of its time. In 2012. That is a... Had you heard of... I mean, we were 12 years old, but have you had you heard of that in I 2012? I don't think so. 
I am another note. I am now extremely uncomfortable with this film and how much everything that happens to the jury happens to Eddie Murphy. Oh. Why doesn't Eddie Murphy just pretend he's mute? That's great. People understand what that is. Like, or be like, oh, I'm, th- part, sometimes people, he's like, oh, I'm, I have a sore throat. He like mm. indicates that and people understand. Sometimes he just decides to just be silent. It's like, well, why don't you, people understand what it means to not be able to talk. Well, I was, here's a fun fact. I was partially mute for a long time as a kid. And really? Yeah. And I pretend a lot of times I would pretend I, instead of having to explain it, I would pretend that I'd lost my voice. Sure. So you do you. So you You do do that. Just do that. (laughs) He can't write down things. The tree also decides that that's part of it. Now, 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 how is that? How is that communicated? He is at his house. He tries to write a note to his wife. He looks at the tree. Leaves are falling. And he's like, are you serious? <laughs> great. Okay, great. I love This tree, that. I wish that it had been funnier because it could have been really funny to have the tr- like reaction shots of the tree. Mm. <laughs> like the tree talking to Eddie yeah. Murphy. But it was just like spiritual tree. So I guess he can't like text either or anything. Correct. Okay, interesting. I don't think this. I don't think texting exists in the world of this movie, but he couldn't, in theory. What? Okay. It's all phone calls. If this happened to you, what would your first? What would your first port of call be? Maybe like my therapist. <laughs> yeah, because I'd be like, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Or like Guinness. Guinness Book of World Records. We got something. We got something on our hands here, Guinness. I thought you said dance. I thought you said dance for a second. I thought <laughs> I'd called one eight hundred dance. I thought you meant no. I thought you meant you were going to communicate through dance, which I think would <laughs> oh! I think would be <laughs> something that I would do. And then you get to the tree being like, she can't dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the first thing you would do? I think I would develop like some sort of sign language with like the people I'm closest with. Here's the thing, though. Because you can't write stuff down, mm. this is a smart tree. This is a smart cookie. Okay. I think the tree would be like, you're using words. So Okay, so it's it's more of a, you can't communicate at all. You can't communicate an equivalent that's a word. Right. You can do like a sound mm. or something. But if, if something is a one-to-one, like this is a word and this is how you're indicating that specific word, you can't do it, I don't think. Interesting. I think for at least a week or two, I would happily not communicate with anyone. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then, also, let's keep in mind, this is only two days. Yeah. Oh, really? So the whole movie takes yep. place over two days? Yeah. Once <gasps> you can't talk. It's three days in total. Wow. Okay. Because I wouldn't even deal with it for a couple of weeks at least. <laughs> You'd be like, well, okay. Yeah. I would just sit in my room playing Sims. I'd be, I honestly would be fine <laughs> for a while. I think I would too. Yeah. I would my trouble would be like I would Google things and be like, who is the first person to skydive? Right. And then I'd forget like, oh shoot. That's part of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I maybe I would use accidentally like I would play Sims for two weeks and I'd I would work out I've used all of my words like typing in like names for my Sims. <laughs> the tree's like, I guess <laughs> yes. I guess I gotta get rid of a leaf. I guess I gotta get rid of a leaf for naming your sim Carly Three. That's great. So just final look at my notes here, then we can dive into Dolomite. Um, Something important is that there's a scene where Carrie Washington is talking to her friend. Carrie Washington, Eddie Murphy's Murphy's wife, Edward's wife. Um, 
she's talking to her friend and she's talking about how like her their baby is teething and she's like talking about that and then her friend responds with like and jack's upset because he's not getting any ass what friend what would that be the conversation (laughs) where your friend is talking about how tired she is and about how tough it is to have a baby Mm. and your friend is talking responds that well your husband is probably annoyed because you're not fucking him (gasps) (laughs) i would never talk to my friend again that's shocking Carrie, Carrie Washington's just like, oh, you're right. I know. I'm not sexy for him. <gasps> did a man... I forget. Did a man write this screenplay? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not even going to look. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's yes. crazy. Oh, my God. It's, it's It was already tough how much she wasn't a person mm. and was just, like, the wife in a movie. Yeah. And then that happened. I was like, I'm... I'm angry. I think yeah this it's weird because the way you're describing it feels more like 2002 than 2012 you know what I mean I do but the parts of it that were deep Mm. where it's like he's going inside of his memories and the tree is kind of helping him look back at his childhood and thinking about how his father left and he's his father in the memories and he gets to be with his mother like that is a whole different movie, and that feels more 2012. Interesting. But apparently, according to Wikipedia, the critics were like, this movie is outdated. Yeah, I can this feel that. This movie feels old. I can feel that. Um, and he, the, he gives, there's a sort of a thing going on in the movie, it doesn't matter. Basically, he gives someone a check for their manuscript, and he gives them $10,000, and the guy's like, that's amazing, I'm rich! I don't think that that's enough. Yeah. Um... He decides to just go to the Santa Monica Pier at the end of the movie. Like, when he's, like, I only have five words left or whatever. He gets a call from the nursing home, and they're like, it's your mom's birthday. She really wants... It doesn't matter. But basically, he should go to his mother. And he is like, that really affects him. And he goes and walks on the pier. That's not part of the movie at all. That hasn't been mentioned. That's not relevant. Why is he at the Santa Monica Pier right now? Interesting. What are you, talk- what are you talking about, movie? <laughs> what are you talking about? Hmm. It feels like a scene that they added because it was too short. Because the movie is an hour and 31 minutes. So it feels like they were like an hour 27. And they were like, we gotta just bring Eddie Murphy to the pier, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Wow. (laughs) And then my last note is at the end of the the movie, he buys this house for for him and Carrie Washington and their kid that he's like, that she had talked about early in the movie about loving. And she buys it for him, but he buys it for, for the family. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Why is that a trope? Buying Where a house. spouses, almost always husbands, will buy the house without consulting their spouse. That's crazy to me. I don't know how. It's bonkers. I don't know how. Um, I would be so mad. Yeah, when you're choosing where to live, like you gotta have a say. You gotta have a say. That's expensive. Houses are expensive. That's not just like I bought. I bought a shirt. <laughs> houses, houses are expensive. Houses are expensive. Did you know that? Fun fact. Houses are expensive. Houses, if if you want to take away anything today, it's that houses are expensive. And if you don't want to take away anything, that's okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about Dolomite? Let's go through your notes. We've spent a lot of time talking about A Thousand Words. Yeah. A movie that I don't recommend watching. Mm. So It wasn't fun, man. Here's the thing with Dolomite is I actually didn't take many notes because I was so immersed. Wow, call the guardian. I was immersed. <laughs> call the guardian. I was call the guardian. <laughs> I was a little um, taken aback by the fact that he, that this guy record just 
tape-recorded homeless people and reappropriated it yeah. to make comedy. But, like, I mean, it worked. Slay question mark? It's slay question mark. <laughs> so, and, like, it's it's not it's not like a choice that the movie made. It was, like, something that he actually yeah. did. So, um, yeah, questionable. I think because he, especially because he became so rich from it, it feels like he should have compensated the people that he mm. took stole from. He stole yeah. jokes. He was the original jokes dealer. But like, I guess that's a great like a uh, like a title for a movie. The original, the original jokes, jokes dealer. Hell yes. He, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know why. Hell as yeah. As soon as baby. I said that, I regretted it, and I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> cut that bit out. But now, I can't. <laughs> no, no, you can't. You can't. You can't. I hate, I hate hearing myself say that. <laughs> I've never once heard you say hell yeah. Never no, before. I've never that was, that was a horrible moment. Okay. Um, I find it interesting, but it's like, he didn't completely copy everything. He just, he took a couple words here and there and like re rejigged it to, to okay. be like punchlines. But still now the outfits in this movie, I would say there's this moment where Eddie Murphy is wearing like a completely coordinated red and white outfit with like uh, red and black with like a leather it's a leather red and black beret (gasps) let me try i'm trying to find a photo for you wait oh i can see it though it's it's a wow wow the beret matches the jacket yeah so it's a completely coordinated outfit with the with the beret it's beautiful it's beautiful um i love the outfits in this and I would say, um, I would say there's one thing I didn't like about this movie. Okay. It's not necessarily the movie's fault, but it really highlights the way that men will use uh, pictures of naked women to sell things. Ah. It's like the, you know, like the, uh, in 2010, everyone was putting boobs in the thumbnail and their thumbnail of their YouTube video to get people to click on it. <laughs> I don't, but I believe you. It was like, it was an epidemic called boobs in the thumbnail. This is like the original version. <laughs> is that, of, wait, is that actually a thing? Yeah. Is this just you? Oh, It was like boobs in the thumbnail or tits in the thumbnail, whatever you want to call it. it um, B-I-T. This is like the original that. So the, so some of the reason that his original records sold so well was because on the cover, it was him with lots of like naked models. Yeah. yeah. And that was something yeah. that really that really surrounded this guy's career throughout his whole time. And I'm not entirely comfortable with that. But you're a little bit comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I should say, I am not, I am not comfortable with that. No, I hate that too. I hate that. And it's not, it's, it's often men, but also it's a lot of people will just if they're trying to sell something will have a scantily clad gal that's very true yeah it's awful um, it's an awful thing have you ever did you see the carl's jr ads with paris hilton no that reached you over in the united kingdom did that reach you i don't know actually <laughs> i want to say like 15 years ago paris hilton was in a bunch of ads for mm. carl's jr which is a burger a fast food chain oh like we McDonald's. wouldn't have got that because we don't have the the chain yeah, you all eat, like, just cheese straight from the cow. Yeah. Uh, and it was... Or milk. <laughs> if we're talking about the Milk Boy or whatever that movie was. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... it's They were ads where it was basically just Paris Hilton in very scantily clad and, like, 
loving this burger that she's eating. Oh, okay. And then it was like, go to Carl's Jr. because we made this ad. And that's like what it was. Mm. <laughs> Um, so there aren't there in terms of the female representation in this movie, there aren't a lot of female characters that aren't just like the naked woman. We have his yeah. mother, who's not we don't really get to meet a lot of. Um and I would say the Lady Reed character, I think we could have had a bit more of her. I loved her. I want a movie just okay. about her, actually, is what I want. Okay. She was What's the actress's name again? Davine Joy Randolph. Okay, yeah, she's great. I love her. I saw her on a talk show recently and I was like, who are you? You're really cool. She was phenomenal. She's really, really good. She has like this beautiful scene great. at the back of a car where it's getting really bad reviews um, and she tells uh, the main guy, what's his fucking name? Dolomite? <laughs> she tells Rudy, Rudy slash Dolomite. Jack McCall, Jack McCall. That like, she has this really beautiful emotional scene where she says like thank you for letting me be in your movie because even though it's it's doing really badly i've i've never seen like a a black woman like me in a movie before so just like just the fact that it's that i'm there is huge and she has this really good monologue and i love it i love her you should do that monologue me (laughs) (laughs) right now Yes, you should. Do, I mean, you should do it. You should record that monologue, upload it to YouTube.com, put boobs in the thumbnail. I will put the boobs in the thumbnail, and I will get the clicks. And they'll be oh, like, get the "How clicks. dare you? Why is this white woman doing a monologue about what it means to be a black woman in a movie?" In the 1970s, I think you should. I mean, it sounds like a great monologue, and I, I think you, I think you got what it takes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I You're won't welcome. do that, but okay. But it's um, yeah. Anyway. I loved her. I think she could have been in more of the movie. And their relationship was really, really beautiful as well because he sees her like getting beat up by a by a guy she's seeing and then she throws a really good punch at him and he's like, whoa, a woman who can throw a good punch. Um, it's the 70s. We got to take we got to take what we can get. We'll take what we can get. Yeah. We'll take what we can get. Um, but their relationship is great because it's never romantic or sexual. It's just that yeah. they are great friends and he really wants to lift her up and make her make her a star as they say um That's lovely. and he really gives her confidence and it's just really nice it's really nice you know? to see that is she so, so the whole thing's a true story yes so who is she she's called lady reed she's a real person who was in singing in jazz bars uh various oh, cool. websites she's got lots of names queen bee Lady Reed. Great. The Madam. Um, That's a great name. I was also very happy to see Craig Robinson there. I love him. I love yeah. him so much. He's genuinely one of my favourite actors. I think he's so underrated. He did a he did his own sitcom recently called Killing It. Did you watch that? No. Was it with Adam Scott? No, it was... It's it, Claudia O'Doherty was in it. She's in... Uh, oh, she's, Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was on Peacock in the US. Yeah, it's about like killing snakes. It was so good. I loved it. Okay. I had a killing really... Killing snakes? I had a really... Yeah, it's like um, they're in Florida and they're all trying to get money and like they've got a, a problem with this particular breed of snake and whoever can kill the most gets like the cash prize. So they're all... Is it a true story? I don't think so. But so they're all trying to kill this they're all inexperienced people trying to kill snakes it's very funny and very good anyway cool love him love his vibe i also love he's very talented 
he's a very talented musician and he always gets these musician roles. Really? Yeah. So he was playing the role of a musician in this as well. Just great. Cool. All around great guy. Because, oh yeah, a key part of this guy's career was that he would do his jokes to music. So some people cite him as like the, one of the inventors of rap. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if that's true because I feel like it must have existed before. The 70s. It didn't really. Well, I don't think it did. I think the 70s were when. Well, oh God. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. It basically. But as far as I know, it wasn't really. It says on his Wikipedia page that he influenced rap. Also, it says on his Wikipedia page that he was bisexual and that, but that, but that his Dolomite character helped cover that up, which I. Because his Dolomite character was very, is a very much like a womanizer, but almost as a joke, but like he's always surrounded by naked women. <laughs> yeah, um, got it. Okay. So I find it really f- great that he was bisexual. Um, as a fellow bisexual, we love to see the representation. I mean, this movie was for you. It was for me. It, <laughs> a biopic about a bisexual? Yeah. Are you this kidding This movie me? was for you. This movie is, like, made for jazz. I mean, in many ways, it wasn't made for you. Yeah, it w- I'm not the target audience at all, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So shall we shall we try to connect these films? Yes. While I we think... were talking about Dolomite is my name, the wonderful movie, I genuinely forgot about my movie. <laughs> Dolomite is my name meets... <laughs> A thousand words. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, well, they're both set in Los Angeles, so we know that our mm. sequel movie, our sequel movie that connects these two worlds, yeah, is going to be in Los Angeles, California. I feel like I might. I feel like we should explain this a little bit. Oh yeah, okay. Every episode, we take the two movies and we try and combine them into one ultimate sequel movie slash prequel slash alternate universe. Yeah. Let's start. What do these movies have in common? Yeah, they're both in Los Angeles. Yes. They're both about people who love talking. They lo- Great point. Great point. So it's interesting. It's an interesting concept to have like a stand-up comedian who can't talk. A mime? Like, yeah, like a Mr. <laughs> a Mr. Bean type. <laughs> a Mr. Bean type. MBT. Yeah, MBT. Mr. Bean type. Mr. Bean is my name. Yeah. I mean, that's the name of the <laughs> That's sequel. the new... You know how people say Myers-Briggs type, MBT? what's your mr bean type (laughs) what's your mr bean type i mean we have a hit idea in our hands call mark cuban call the sharks yes call whatever that guy is in the the lion's den in the uk lord sugar Mm. um okay great so so mr bean is my name mr bean is my name whoa maybe it's a biopic about um how this guy (laughs) eddie murphy played by eddie murphy got um he was a stand-up comedian then all of a sudden wait do you mean edward oh sorry <laughs> excuse me excuse me i mean thank you thank you thank edward you. <laughs> thank you now i know who you're talking okay, about okay, okay. So, <laughs> so edward murphy is uh, a, a com- sta- stand-up comedian and he gets told by a tree that he can no longer speak <laughs> so he invents in the 70s he gets told by a tree <laughs> he invents this sort of mime comedy. What if in this world he's the original Mr. Bean and then Mr. Bean stole it all from him? It's like an, wow, and it's like a yeah, like like a like a redoing of the. It's like an ultimate story of like the white man stealing 
stealing jokes. And then and then in like 2012, mm. it's the same tree. Yeah. And Mr. Bean also like wrote a book <gasps> with that agency. And so it's it's also like <laughs> taking back like the tree is like I got to stand up and ha- I hate cuz I hate this book agency because of what they did <laughs> to Mr. Bean. <laughs> this is a this is a great movie idea. As long as we get Nicolas Cage to co-produce, it's a great movie. Yeah, oh, as long. We can't do it without Nicolas Cage co-producing, because then, like... No, Mr. Bean is my name, and Nicolas Cage is my co-producer. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> okay, great. That's the title. Mr. Bean is my name, brackets, and Nicolas Cage is and my Nicolas co-producer. Nicolas Cage is my co-producer. Okay, great. Yeah. I think we've got it. I think that's an I mean, excellent I think movie. We've nailed it? Yeah. Dare I say. Shall we... Shall we... Anything... Any final notes about Edward and about these films... I, I'm annoyed that I didn't take more notes, but I truly was immersed. No, that means immersed. you were engaged. I truly was immersed. So yeah, anything else any, Anything else here before we part ways? Um, I just think if there are any people in any of our listeners who are fa- fashion majors, fashion designers, I would love you to reach out because I really want some of the outfits that were in this movie. I want, I want them. And if any of our listeners are... Uh, trees that can decide who lives and who dies. Yeah, also get in touch. Also reach out. Also get in touch. Please. Um, Please. It's tiptopsandflipflops at gmail.com. Yes. If you are a tree and you communicate through other ways, then I guess just sprout up in our houses. Yeah, Yeah, and we'll 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 notice. Unlike Edward and Carrie, we will notice. Mm. Okay, well, I mean, this was Edward... Um, the legend that is Edward. Edward Murphy. And Edward Murphy. Edward Reagan Murphy. As in Ronald? As in Ronald. Oh. Isn't that something? This was Edward Reagan Murphy. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning, as always. And As always. Uh, and have a lovely week. And see you, we'll see you next week. See you on the flip, flippity flop. You've been listening to Tip Tops and Flip Flops with Hope Cavendish and Jessica Durand. You can find the podcast on Twitter, on Instagram and on TikTok at Tip Tops Pod. And email us tiptopsandflipflops at gmail.com. And if you can't get enough of us, you can also follow Hope at Hope Cavendish on TikTok and Jessica at Le Jess Durand on Instagram. Until next time, be safe out there and we'll see you next week.